Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is the accounting podcast with a hip-hop flair. Just kidding. That's why you're just kidding. That's why we know you're all here. That's our other podcast. That's our other one. Still to come. We're just waiting to see if we can sign 50 Cent. Yes. He's not getting back to us. 50, if you're listening. (laughs) Mr. Fitty? (laughs) He's probably a doctor by now. Probably. Um, This podcast, though, that one aside, this podcast is a friend's podcast. Um, I mean, we're in episode 16 at this point, so I'm assuming you probably know that. Hopefully you probably know that. Hopefully you're you're with us. Um, But this one is the one with two parts. Yes. So instead of putting you on a cliffhanger, we're going to do these as one entity since the storylines kind of don't hold up on their own. In individual episodes, yeah. I don't think they're kind of hard to break up. So we're just going to talk about both two parts, parts one and two. And Six. full disclosure, Renee and I don't really love these episodes. No, that's true. I, I so like, we're just also going to like get it out of the way a little bit. Yeah, I like some of this episode. but Same. No, I like some yeah. of it. But I just, I think... I don't know. I think maybe it's because Joey's just blatantly disregarding yeah. the, the friend, his feelings, friends, or because like Ross is back to his like hyper anxious ways. I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure what it is. Um, and everybody Rachel's out there, pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah. Everybody out there might think that for the number of times we said we don't like an episode, probably wondering why are you doing this podcast? You don't seem to like any <laughs> of these episodes. But Can we say that a lot? We just, I think we do. I just don't, we both don't love season one. So it's just, yeah, that's you know. It. I was going to say, yeah, well, there's just so much more good to come. That's all. Yes, true. We're just excited to get to that. Um, so yeah, let's, let's dive in. So we've got, first of all, we meet Ursula for the first time. Yes. And I, for some reason, I think it's just because I've watched Friends so many times. I didn't realize that this was the first time we met her. Like, I feel like I'd seen her already at this point, but I think we know she exists, but we've never met her before. So, um, kind of like the Marvel universe, according to my husband, this is the NBC must-see TV universe. Um, because later in this episode, we also see Helen Hunt and the other lady from Mad About You. And they kind of like weave them in because Ursula is their server at Riffs, which is the restaurant she works at, and is their like coffee house, Central Park kind of thing. So, so Riffs is actually the name of the restaurant in Mad About You. Yes, is that right? I think uh, so. Okay. I'm pretty sure, um, because that's where we always see Ursula, at least in I guess this episode. Right. So they're trying to make it overlap. Yeah. And Mad About You is supposed to be set in New York as well. Hmm. And they did the yeah, same like thing it. during the blackout we talked about during the blackout episode. Right, yeah. Mad About You also had a blackout episode, and so they were kind of like, you know, funneling it all together, which is kind of fun. So, um, yeah, so we meet Ursula, and Joey, like, gets a crush on her, which is so weird. Look, neither Renee nor I are twins, but, like... Basically, it's... twins. I mean, basically, no, my, my roommate in New Zealand is a twin and she was telling me that like, there was a time in high school when a guy asked her out and she said no. And then like later that day he asked out her sister. That's super and, weird. And like, they both agreed. It was just like super weird. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because it basically just goes like, well, I think you're pretty. I don't care about your personality. Right. Yeah, that's super weird. I wouldn't be into that. No. But you would have thought that Joey would have at least asked Phoebe first. Right. Maybe he's not used to having to, like, check in on his dating life, you know? I guess. Throughout the episode, we see Joey kind of have a blatant disregard for Phoebe's feelings. Like, it's clear that she is not cool with Joey dating Ursula. Yeah. But he is not, not picking up on those cues, so he just dates her anyway. I think it, do you think it's one of those things where like he he's not picking up on it because if she's not going to come out and say it he's not going to ask like you know we've all I feel like we've all been there before where it's like you're doing something and you can kind of tell that somebody else isn't totally cool with it but like you want to do it anyway and so you're not actually asking and you're like well if they have a problem they'll say it mm-hmm. but doesn't he ask I feel like her that's kind of what's going on. He does eventually because Chandler tells him he has to, right? Or right. he does ask her and she's like, yeah, sure, fine. Right. And but, and he's just like, okay, cool. She said fine. Yep. Which, you know, I am also in the camp of if you can't say what you want or need, it isn't really someone else's responsibility to, you know, figure it out. Yeah, agree. You have totally to ask for agree. what you need, especially when someone has had the decency to come ask you. But at the same time... Right. You got to know your friend enough to like see she's trying to be cool with it, but she isn't. So I don't know. Um, And then he goes and doesn't go to her party, which is so mean. I know. It makes me really sad. She's like, everybody loves me. Where's Joey? Yeah. Where's Joey? Did you see Beth? Is it Beth? (laughs) Did you see Betty? Betty. (laughs) It's Betty. You found Betty. Um. And also, I mean, this kind of doesn't really have to do anything with Phoebe and Joey, but when Ross drops the cake, and then they're trying to fix it, and they said it just says, happy birthday, pee-hee, I'm like, yeah. you dropped Are it you that like, hard, how? and that's all, it, that's all it changed? Like, happy birthday is still fine? Right. <laughs> pee-hee? I don't know. I well, don't know. Ross does have cake tools later in the show, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll get there in 10 years. Yes, true. True. Maybe he took a, t- a cake decorating class Maybe. at the local community college in the last 10 years. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Wow, guys. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, um, but at the party, we were talking about, it's like, I don't know, I can't remember how much this goes throughout, but they're playing R.E.M. Uh-huh. Frequency count and that would have been like a pricey little purchase at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, they did but, not do very many, um, like, actual songs in the show. It was yeah. usually just the, like, Casio keyboard transition music. Yeah, yeah. Hey, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a surprise party? Yes. Tell us about it. Well, you were invited, but you weren't there. It was the first of my birthday parties you didn't Thanks, come to. Renee. No problem. <laughs> Renee's not harboring anything. I'm really not. Go. It's funny. No, there was, there was like a period, like a string of like four years, probably every birthday in college that Renee had that I was busy that weekend and couldn't like, like was like out of town that weekend and couldn't change it. I'm pretty sure the only birthday party you made it to of mine was when I turned 18 and I had mono and you made yeah, me I remember push that one. the cart around Costco. Okay, we didn't know that we didn't she know had I had mono. mono. To be fair, um, I just thought she was tired, <laughs> and I was like, "Renee, you can do this. It's your birthday." And I'm pretty sure it was just Publix, not not 
Sam's Club or Cops Costco, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, what was which one was your surprise party? So my surprise party was when I turned thirteen, and my parents threw me a surprise party at the bowling alley. It was fun. That's cute. What was not fun was how I looked. Oh, they didn't give you the whole. It was an awkward time in life, and my friend Sarah tried to get me to like like do our makeup that day, and I was like, I don't really want to do that. And then my hair was in a ponytail, so she put a bunch of butterfly clips in it, which definitely was my thing <laughs> at the time. She just wanted you to be on brand. She wanted me to be on brand. I had braces, no makeup, and my hair was in a ponytail. I mean, it was just not good. Um, but it was a fun party. And okay. you missed out. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. <laughs> sure you can tell. Um. You're right, though. It wasn't college. It was high school. I missed every birthday of yours in high school. Because I was going to say, Middle it was always stuff school. that my, yeah, it was always stuff that, like, my, like, you know, when you're that age and your parents are like, you're signed up for this, you're doing right. this or that, and you don't really have a say. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why every weekend, every day's birthday, I was out of town. In college, I'm pretty sure I made most, if not all of them. Don't quote me on that one. Um, yeah, I think that was the only surprise party I ever had. I'm not really sure. I think Matt tried to throw me a surprise party one year, but because I like throwing my own birthday parties, I basically made him tell me that he was throwing me a surprise party. I had a surprise party that you did attend. You did? Um, what, One of my worst parties. Yep. It was my 18th. And... I am totally blacking out on this. It was my, obviously now, ex-boyfriend um, at the time. And can we say his first name? We can do whatever we want. It's our podcast. That's true. We'll just call him Matt. <laughs> and he, I, okay, here's what happened. So, I mean, I was 18. We'd been dating for, what, like three months, six months, something like that. So this wasn't like, you know, whatever, boyfriends of the time. Um, and like a week before my birthday, I broke up with him and he was like, okay, well, I feel obligated to tell you I'm organizing a surprise party for you. And I was like, I actually had no idea. I was like, what? And he was like, so do you still want this party or, and I was like, oh my gosh. And so I was like, I mean, yeah, let's still have the party. Um, like if, if you don't mind, you know, cause it was like, I thought it was just really nice. Um, I feel like I remember that I was trying to get you guys to like agree to stuff and you kept just being really wishy-washy. Now my birthday's in the summer, so it's pretty easy to just be like, let's go to the beach. Like you don't really have to coordinate when all your friends live near you at the beach. Um, but I do remember I was trying to plan stuff and you guys were being a little bit wishy-washy. And then I found out that he'd been organizing the surprise party. Then I broke up with him. We had the party anyway. So he had to get oh. there at like six in the morning. Yep. Because he was like, okay, we're going to have it at this like um, picnic bench on the beach, but you couldn't reserve them. So he got there at like six or seven in the morning <laughs> to camp out at this picnic bench. He lost his wallet on the way from the car to the picnic bench because it was like still dark out. And so he couldn't find his wallet, couldn't like pay for anything. He had rented a jet ski. And he had had a grill. We were going to grill burgers, hang out at the beach, ride jet skis. Do you remember all this? Yeah. It's all coming back. <laughs> Ashley, I think I completely blocked this out. And I did not mm-hmm. remember at all that 
you had broken up with him. That fact to me still doesn't register to be true, but I believe you. Right. I just don't remember right. that part at all. But uh, now well, I remember this party. Both <laughs> screaming back. So, so we get there. Oh, and so at this point, I know what's happening. But Renee, I don't think that you and Kem knew that I knew. Um, because you guys were like, oh, what do you want to do today? And I was like, oh, I don't know, whatever. Like, I was just like, okay, I'll just be like really chill about it. And you guys remember. were like, let's go to the beach. Um, and so I was like, yep, let's go to the beach. And then I remember this was maybe, no, we would have had cell phones. Um, yeah, but, we had cell phones then. But for some, maybe, well, he had a cell phone too, because he had one of those like walkie talkie ones. But I just remember we like couldn't re- figure out which picnic bench he was at. And mm. so like, we were like schlepping our stuff from picnic bench to picnic bench. And I just remember being like, guys, like, what are you doing? And I kind of knew, but I was also like, this isn't normal behavior. We would have done when we went to the beach. Like we would mm-hmm. have just like gone to the sand, whatever. So we finally find him there. I think it had been like raining that morning or it was gonna rain. So like literally nobody showed up um, except for maybe like a handful of other people. Um, and it was like, oh, happy birthday. Yay. And I was like, great. And he was like, yeah, all these other people are supposed to come. And he was like, but like, I can't buy burgers, can't buy ice, can't buy blah, 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 like, because I lost my wallet. So anyway, um, I think, I don't remember what happened with all that, but he, there's two problems. First problem, um, th- there was a jet ski. And I remember that like, people were going out on the jet ski and like, I like jet skis, but I wasn't like obsessed with it. So I was like, Oh yeah, you guys can go first, whatever, whatever. So like people, other people were using the jet skis. And then at, at one point, Kristen and I were going to go out on the jet ski. And so <laughs> we went out, we were driving too. around. <laughs> I was driving it. She was sitting on the back and we're like jet skiing around and we were like, okay, let's go back. And I was like, let's just like go out really far as fast as we can. And then we'll turn like for our last ride and then we'll go back. So we go out as far as as fast as we can from the shore and then all of a sudden the jet ski dies and it's still like idling but it won't like go (laughs) and so she's like oh turn it off and turn it on again I was like right turn it off no it doesn't turn back on oh and we were pulling a tube we were pulling this guy named Tommy on an inner tube behind the jet ski (laughs) (laughs) Renee we should turn this into a one-act play I'm just saying Okay, so we're pulling Tommy on the inner tube, and, like, I turn off the jet ski, fully dies, won't turn back on. We, like, pull his tube in, and we were like, jet ski's dead. Um, you've got to swim to shore and get somebody to come <laughs> save us. And we were, like, a mile away from the beach, and he was like, what? And we're like, yeah, aren't you in, like, Army Reserves training? You come on, to Tommy. Come on, Tommy. Like, you have to swim in. And he's like, I'm not doing that. And we're like, well, it's actually two against one, so you have to <laughs> And mind you, I was freaking out because I'm very afraid of sharks, um, which in Southwest Florida is a rational fear to have. And like, I'm also just, I have like a healthy fear of the sea. So I'm kind of just like, oh my God, what's going on? What's going to happen? What if a shark, blah, blah, blah. What if we drift out? And then all of a sudden this sea turtle surfaces and I'm like, what's that? (laughs) And it was this like giant sea turtle, which was like kind of funny, but so um, Tommy's like, I'm not going to swim in, but I will flag down somebody to come help us. So we're like, okay. So there's other people riding around on jet skis. He flags this guy down who like tries to pull up next to us, loses control, crashes into our jet ski. Fine. <laughs> but it wasn't like nobody was hurt. It was just like, great. Thank you. Now we're not going to get the deposit back. Um, and we were like, hey, we are, we, our thing died. And so he's like, okay, tell you what, 
Tommy, you hop on the back of my jet ski. We'll go in and find your friends and we can like, um, figure it out. So they go in and your dad was out on his boat that day. Ashley, I don't remember any of this. This is so funny. You're totally all of it. Well, I know this is taking, this is amazing. I'm loving this story. Great. Why not? Um, yeah. So you called your dad, he, and told him where we were at. He comes over and tows the, like we get on the boat and he tows the jet ski in. Um, and so we're like, Oh, thanks. Thanks, Bobby. Um, <laughs> and we get in and we're like, Oh, okay. Like that wasn't ideal. Cause I'm really afraid of sharks and it was like kind of stuck out there, but like, haha, whatever. It's fine. Let's just eat some burgers. You remember this part. Oh Yeah. I will never forget this part. Yeah. So, poor guy. So, the 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 ex-boyfriend at the time, right? Like, poor guy. I don't even think he got to ride on the jet ski. Planned this whole party. Lost his wallet. Nobody shows up. I break up with him. Like, we he we do. He, we really do feel bad for him at this point. He deserves more credit. Um, he was, like, going to cook burgers for everybody on this, just like, you know, those, like, junky coal grills that they have like by picnic tables at the beach and so he's got the coals going and it's just there for for whatever reason like they're not lighting they're not staying hot so he's spraying all this lighter fluid all over them (laughs) small problem (laughs) he's spraying lighter fluid all over them while they're already in the grill so like the grill rack is getting soaked with lighter fluid and you might think like oh it'll just burn off that's probably what he was thinking. Um, it didn't. Well, it didn't because we were eating the burgers and we were like, um, these kind of taste funny. And they tasted like lighter fluid and we were burping up lighter <laughs> fluid burps for like 24 hours after eating those things. Like to the point where I was like, I don't feel well. Like we were probably slightly poisoned. Oh my gosh. So when Renee says, do you know what? Like I'd rather just plan my own party. <laughs> There's reasons why. Oh. There's reasons why. All that to say, guy that we're calling Matt, thank you so much. That was actually very nice of you. I did end up I did end up being like, you know what, you're actually a really great person and you really care about me. And we got back together, but I think only for like another month or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway. So, so I, I have pictures of my thirteenth birthday party and Ashley's eighteenth. So I will find them and These I will put them on our, our Instagram, Instagram or our website. Or both, probably both. But for some reason, I can imagine when you said picnic by the beach, I can imagine the picture of you, me, and Kim Mm -hmm. and Kristen. But for whatever reason, in my Mm -hmm. head, that was Kristen's birthday or like a Kristen event. But um, Uh, I forgot all these exciting details other than the lighter fluid. That's burned in my memory forever. I vaguely remember my dad sea-towing you in. That's hilarious. (laughs) That is so funny. <laughs> yeah. It was an eventful birthday. It was eventful. Oh, man. It's all good. It is all good, but we just like to plan our own parties. Yeah. But some people really like surprise parties. That's they great. They do. And that's great. I think you just need to know. And if your friend likes surprise parties and likes you to do the effort, do it. If they like, like, I don't think people believe us. No, when really. We're like, no, truly. Like, it's so nice of you. I just want to, like, I just want to plan. For other people's birthdays, I'm like, I'm happy to help you and do it for you if that's what you want. But for my own, like, when I lived in Chicago, I was always like, girls, like, just, just let me do it. Because I was like, there's going to be little details that I'm going to want. Yeah. So just let me do it. And then no one's yeah. disappointed. It's taken 
Matt and I have almost been married six years, and I think he finally realizes that when I say I don't really need a surprise, like if he wants to plan a surprise event of some kind, great, but I still want to plan my own party. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Because you just want to know that you're, you want to have your expectations set properly, and you want to know you're going to have fun that day. So, I don't know. Type A, eh. Controlling? I don't know. We don't think so. Anyway, this isn't about us. It's about Peehee. It's about Peehee. But also, side note, that the Matt in Ashley's story is not the Matt I'm married to. There's just a lot of Matts out there. No, that's an yeah. important distinction to make. That's an important yeah. distinction. Um, no. But yeah, so, <laughs> you know, Phoebe gets a birthday party. Joey's not there. And then eventually Ursula, like, stands Joey up. And so then Phoebe has to go confront Ursula about standing him up. And, you know, she's kind of blase about it. That's the right, right way to say that, right? Blase? Yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Ursula's really yeah, blase. Yeah, so then it. she takes the sweater that Joey got her. I guess we forgot to talk about that. But, like, you know, gives her a sweater. She doesn't care about it, so she gives it to Phoebe like a present. And so Phoebe wears it to the coffee house and pretends to be Ursula to break up with Joey because Ursula was just gonna like stand him up forever and not tell him. Um when she walks right. in, he's doing the like she loves me, she loves me not on the flower petals, which you don't normally see Joey so loves. Like he's sitting at the little table and he's like picking off flower petals. Oh, I didn't notice that. Um Oh my god. Which is so cheesy. Um but then he yeah. gives her this big speech, and she's like, it's not you, it's me. And they kiss. And this is the first non-romantic friend-on-friend kiss that we witness. Yep. And what is funny, dear listeners, is that Ashley and I, our first thought was we should have bingo cards. We both independently thought. Actually, I think I thought let's track it, and you came up with the genius idea of bingo. So, for your participating, fun entertainment, we have created Friends Kissing Booth Bingo. And we're each going to pick a card and mark it as each friend kisses each friend as it's revealed. As it's revealed. So, because we know that there's a lot of kissing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so we've got cards up on our mm-hmm. site. Um, we've got our own cards. And then if you want to make your own, mm-hmm. you can or ask us and we'll send you one. Um, yeah. And we're going to play Kissing Booth Bingo with our friends. So this is officially Joey and Phoebe Kiss. Yes. And everybody gets a free space, too, because we're not monsters. We're not monsters, you guys. This is a fun. This is a game. It's fun. So yeah. So that happens, and then they kiss, and then Joey's like oh, Phoebe, and mm-hmm. so right, and then he and then he gives some weird look that I'm like, what is that? But basically, he realizes like, wow. yes, it is a really weird like. It's like a oh, that was so sweet of you to try to save my feelings, but maybe it's a. It, but it's like t- it's so endearing. It's too passionate. It is very passionate. Like it, it's very intimate look. <laughs> intimate it's like passionate yeah, it's i don't like, know i'm just saying a lot of words i don't know a lot of feeling words insert feeling word here um so yeah so he like gives her this look and like realizes that it's his friend trying to save his feelings and be nice even though he treated her so poorly mm-hmm. so it's great and i think that's the end of that one hey that's mm-hmm. that's that okay which what next what do you want to talk about next i want to talk about 
Uh, Should we get Chandler out of the way? Yeah, Chandler is in his new, like, office. And I was looking something up on IM... I I can't ever say it. IMDB. Because I couldn't figure out where Nina, who he is interacting with in this scene, who she was. So I looked her up, and she's Cary Grant's daughter. Cary Grant. And, yeah, from, like... um, from old like movies. Singing in the Rain? Uh, probably. I think that's Dick Van Dyke, but close. <laughs> someone like that. Yeah, someone before right. our time. Because, um, yeah, I realized I don't know what Cary Grant looks like, but then I looked, I went down a Wikipedia hole, and he died in 1986, which is when we were born, so it kind of makes sense that we don't know what he looks like. Hold on a second. And that's his daughter? She was yeah. pretty young. Well, it was like 90, she was probably like 25 or 30. I was going to say like 20, but okay, maybe like 30. I mean, but who says he wasn't 60 when he died? I don't know how old he was. Right. Okay, fair. Um, fair. But he was in a little movie called Arsenic and Old Lace, which Ashley and I oh. did a one-act scene of in 7th or 8th grade. We'll sign your autographs later, people. <laughs> yeah. I literally don't remember. A line. We were just like two old ladies. That's yeah. all I remember. Poisoning people. Yeah, I don't even remember that. But yeah, but when I looked it up on IMDb to figure out who she was, the storyline was described as Chandler's boss orders him to tell his foxy junior coworker Nina that she's fired, but he can't and ends up dating her instead. So that's what's happening with Chandler. that sums it up. That <laughs> was like foxy junior Chandler coworker. And this foxy, so foxy. We don't but, call enough people foxy these I days. I know. Right? I'm gonna bring that back. Put it with Kiki. Kiki Beret. Kiki Beret and a foxy coworker. Yeah, so he's supposed to fire her, but he can't. And so he just tells people that she's crazy. And then tries to date her. Well, then successfully does date her. So he's basically... Successfully dates her. He's gaslighting Nina. Yeah, but I would just rather know that I'm fired than everyone think I'm a psychopath. But that's just me. And also to be... Dating the guy that's spreading that rumor behind your back. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, yeah, not great. Not great, but, Chandler. But we He's know learning. that Chandler has, like, no dating couth. No. None. He's uncouth. Very uncouth. So that's it. That's Chandler's That's pretty story. much it, yeah. And uh, Ross is starting to freak There's out. There's actually quite a bit going on with Ross. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, Ross goes to birthing class with Susan and Carol. And at the second time they're at the class, Susan or Carol gets stuck at a parent teacher conference. And so Susan and Ross are doing the class instead. They are kind of disagreeing about who should be the mom. In the simulation. Yeah. In like the Lamaze simulation, which I don't know if they still make you take Lamaze. I don't know if that's still a thing. I I don't think that they do. I think that. It's like no, a I don't choice. Think, I don't know, actually. I think there's other ways to, like, work through birth now. So, I don't know. Yeah. Moms, tell us. We have no idea. We don't have children. We have no idea. You guys call us and tell us. Um, But, you know, once again, we've got Ross being treated like the odd man out just because he's yeah. a man. Um, But the only time I kind of agree with Susan is I, I'm pretty sure once it's down to her having the baby, Carol is going to want Susan to coach her, not Ross. And 
I mean, honestly, if it was like me having a baby and it was, do I want my husband to coach me or a like female friend? I think I'd go female friend because I just think that women can handle that kind of stuff better. Yeah, for a couple of reasons, like empathy, handling it better. Mm -hmm. And also like, like Matt's wonderful, but like Ross and all his nervous energy, Mm -hmm. mm -mm. you don't need that next, like freaking out and knocking stuff over in the, no, thank you. Yeah. No, thanks Ross. But Susan is like always kind of mean to him. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. She's sidelining him. But, but yeah, to be fair, he probably doesn't need to be the coach, but I also feel like it's very degrading to make him be the birthing mom so it's like maybe you guys just buddy up with another couple yeah. but whatever they can't problem solve it's you know no no it's their lama's teacher was not helpful no, in that way wasn't. so anyway so he starts freaking out yeah about being a dad yeah and he goes to dinner with his dad which mr geller reminds me so much of ashley's dad and a lot of people have told me that it, that know my dad In, like, a very endearing way. Just the, like, kind of social awkwardness a little bit. Just, like, the way he keeps bringing up, like, Colonial Williamsburg. Like, lacking of social cues, but, like, very sweet and endearing. tomatoes. Yeah. (laughs) And also, like, I think, like, maybe physically as well. Because, like, tall Jewish dad with, like, Mm -hmm. curly dark hair. Yeah. Yes, that is my dad as well. It is. It's so cute. I love when he freaks out. He's like, I wasn't around that much. Wait, is that what this is about? Is like, he gets so defensive. Because we can make up for it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. so cute. Um, but yeah, he really reminds me of your dad. But at the end, Ross has a say, chance. Though, oh, go ahead. Hold on. Sorry. I will say, though, that my dad was always around very much. So That's thanks, true. Dad. If thanks, you're Dad. You're probably not listening to this. But if you are, thanks, Dad. He would always, my dad worked very long hours all the time, but still made time to come home and, like, play sports ball with us so sports ball and bike rides and stuff yeah so anyway it's just a joke about sports oh okay i see like hang out any kind of sports any kind of sports i see ash's dad also always makes time for me which is nice (laughs) well yeah oh so so ross is freaking out he's still got that monkey um Mm -hmm. and they're playing scrabble mm-hmm. he and chandler and he notes notices marcel starts like wheezing and coughing and he's choking on a scrabble tile and so he like kicks into gear takes him to the hospital gets him safe and then they're like look you'd be a great dad yeah it's cute. basically the net net of it right yep <laughs> they run into the girls there but we're getting ahead of ourselves because my favorite yeah. plot line in this is um monica and rachel They don't have much going on in the first part, but they do in the second part. So in the first part, the only thing you really know is that Rachel was supposed to take down the Christmas lights, and she didn't. Mm -hmm. And Monica's kind of doing that, like, passive-aggressive thing that Monica's so good at. Um, And so Rachel decides to finally take the Christmas lights down, and she... Like, has a near-death experience. Like, Yes, it's true. They live on the second-floor apartment over... At least... Yeah, at least a second floor apartment. Um, well, apartment twenty. You'd have to, I, I don't know, at least the second floor, um, or higher, above like a concrete like alley or street with cars still unsure, and like a bunch of balconies and emerge like fire escapes and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So like, 
Rachel slips and like could actually have died. Yeah. But luckily, her ankle got caught in the Christmas lights, and she didn't die, because that wouldn't have been very comical. No. Not at they all. They really, you know, really made a way to laugh about that one. Yeah. Narrowly so, avoiding death. Also, this is, like, one of the first episodes, I feel like, that Monica or Rachel hasn't been the focus of the episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you neither know? of them are the main focus for the first part. Yeah, so that's, like, that's what happens at the very end of the first episode, and at the beginning of the second episode, they go to the hospital... And they're filling out these forms, and Monica asks Rachel what her insurance is, and she says, insurance, I'm definitely going to want some of that, which just kind of shows how, like, naive she is about being an adult, yeah. that she just thinks you choose insurance. Um, and she puts Monica down as her in case of emergency, which Ashley, basically until she moved to another country, was always my in case of emergency, even after yep, I was same. married, because... I knew that Ashley could get in touch with Matt or anyone else that needed to be gotten in touch with. She just your mom had your all sister, the connections. Matt, yeah, your friends. Yeah, she'd still be my number two, but I think it'd be difficult to. But yeah, a little tricky. Get her in New Zealand yeah. time zones and you know international call. Fair <laughs> international calling. Um, so they decided to pretend that Rachel is Monica and Monica is Rachel, which is a horrible idea. Horrible. Yeah, don't do it, guys. <laughs> just say no. Because wouldn't they have had like the the light like a scan of the license and been able to look at it and be like this license says Monica but it's a picture of you not her like surely the nurse would have that's true I didn't even think about it. I mean it's something that like in a post nine eleven world just would never fly <laughs> you could uh, never sure. do that's that right. now that's like, a good point this is pre nine eleven so who knows what they were doing yeah I mean this is the kind of time where you could like write a check and. They wouldn't even know for, like, four weeks that it bounced. Right. Could, like, pay for groceries with a check, which just (laughs) seems crazy. Here's an IOU for some money. So, anyway, they, like, fill out all the forms, and they meet the ER doctors, which is just, like, keeping the NBC theme going. And, I mean, I love a young George Clooney. I just always think of him as older, but he looks so young here. That's true. He's really charming. Because, yeah, we only really know him as older. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, like George Clooney is like when you think Silver Fox, that's always been uh-huh. like we've only really known him like Ocean's Eleven era and onward. Yeah, um, I feel like he was. Adult. I feel like he was a Silver Fox by the end of ER, though. That show was on for a while. True. Yeah. True. Yeah, but he is like young and and charming. So yeah, yeah it's him and the other. Sorry, the other guy from ER. <laughs> Noah Wiley is that his name? Yeah, I'm that sounds sure. right. That sounds right. We'll go with Noah. Um, but yeah, so they meet them, they ask them on dates, and they go out on a date, and I also have to say, like, we have never done this. Maybe we're weird, maybe this is weird. Well, that. I was gonna say, like, we never just, like, met two guys, and we're like, hey, let's go on a double date, guys we don't know. You know? Um, I don't, like, we weren't getting asked out a lot. (laughs) But I'm saying even as, as adults. Oh, yeah, that's still true. That we weren't getting asked out. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Like, maybe don't show our hand, but... Well, it's no secret here. Right. Anyway, don't feel bad for us. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> Both in loving, committed but relationships you're now. You weren't just like, oh, hi, let's go on a date. Is it because they went on a double date, or is it because they just went on a date with people they don't know? Both. I mean, this happens a lot in this show, and I just... 
I don't know if that's a TV thing or if that was more of a 90s thing. Well, I think, like, what else are you supposed to do? Like, you meet people and they ask you out and you go, like, I think it, like, it, it, they did have them come back to their apartment. But, like, I thought that the double date was actually probably smarter because then at least you've got, like, there's, like, strength in numbers. Um, yeah. But, like, there's not Tinder. There's not, like, I mean, unless you're going to, like, sign up for a dating website, which back then wouldn't have actually been very popular. Like, you just meet people or you meet them. And, a, and, like, meeting a doctor is probably better than, like, meeting in a bar. That's true. Yeah, it's just different than anything I've But you're doing. right. Everyone's constantly just like, oh, I met, I got this girl's number at the coffee house, or I got this girl's number at the laundromat, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But I think that's just what you had to do. So what I'm hearing is we weren't giving our number out enough. Sounds like we did not know how to flirt, which I will vouch is correct. <laughs> yeah. For both of us. One mm. of us too little, one of us maybe too much, but maybe. neither were probably spot, no. spot on. That's true. Anyway, we're fine. We're fine. Um, but I do think it's really cute when the doctors show up and uh, Noah Wiley, or if that's even his real name, is, like, kind of freaking out. And George Clooney's like, no pagan altars, no bones in the corner. Like, obviously, they've done yeah. this double date thing before with people from the hospital, and they're always weirdos. Yeah. Um, but then Monica, I can't, why do they get mad at each other now? I can't remember. So they get mad at each other because. Monica and Rachel. Yeah, Monica and Monica's because Rachel was like, wasn't it because she's like, oh, you're being you're being too sensitive or you're being such a baby. Like she was because, okay, this is why. Because Rachel was like, the cute doctors wanted to go out with us. So I told them to come over. And Monica was like, no, because we're committing insurance fraud. And it's like returning to the scene of the crime. And Rachel's like, you're being such a baby. And Mm -hmm. Monica's like, you don't understand the severity of this situation. and so. So they're like sitting there like bickering about whether or not they should have the doctors come over and whether it's a good idea or not. And that's mm-hmm. when Rachel goes, every year you get more and more like your mother. Yeah, that's what it and was. And that's what, that's what sets Monica off to just like sabotage, I think. Yes. And I love when the secrets start coming out. It's like always my uh, favorite. Because I feel like we secrets. learn funny things. That wouldn't really be revealed at any other time. And I just really like, I don't know. It's just funny. It's hilarious. It's so funny. It's hilarious. And I, it does like set the scene for other like flashbacks, flashbacks and secrets and uh-huh. personality quirks and stuff. So I agree. I think it's hysterical. So, so that's what happens is like she pisses off um, Monica by saying she's like her mother. And then Rachel's dad calls. And so like <laughs> to get back at her, she answers the phone and, oh, maybe that happens after they start. Yeah, they start with like, like, oh my gosh, I'm so spoiled. Yeah, that's it. I'm just spoiled. That's the whole story. And then she's like, I was a cow in high school. Yeah, it's so funny. I don't think we've ever done that to each other. No. But I think it's funny when other people do it. Yeah, it's funny to watch, but don't go to us. No, we haven't done it to each other, I don't think. So we're not vindictive. No. Like that. But it is hilarious. And so then, like, obviously, the guys are like, what on earth? And they're like, <laughs> mm, the hummus is delicious. God bless the chickpea. Like, yeah. Just which trying to be I normal. Definitely never heard of hummus in 1994. Well, it's because think... we weren't living in the Big Apple. I guess so. I mean, I honestly I don't wonder... think I had ever heard of hummus till I lived in London. I wonder if, like, that's when hummus got big in the U.S., you know? Maybe. No idea. Like having a having a moment. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, 
So it was the it food maybe of that year. Um, so yeah, so it was, it, yeah, it's just really funny. And so they get in a big fight. The doctors leave. Oh no, sorry. The doctors answer the phone and it's the hospital and like, they have to go redo the forms. Yeah. And so they're like, no, that's later. You know what? I'm getting it all confused. The doctors answer it and it's Rachel's dad. Anyway, right. something happens. But then they have to go back in and refill, <laughs> refill out the form. Yes. And they're like, okay, we shouldn't do this. So moral of the story, don't commit don't insurance, commit insurance fraud. fraud. Yeah, it's easy. I mean, you can't. Like you said, post 9-11 world, probably impossible. It's pretty hard. Um, but that's where they run into Ross, where Marcel swallows the K. Oh, right. Um. And I do think it's funny, like, like I said, like we said many times, not really a fan of the Marcel plotline, but he changes the uh, sub, well, not the subtitles, like the overdubbing at the beginning of the oh, one episode right. to Spanish and everything they're watching is being like dubbed over in Spanish. And I do like at the very end that they do like a clip of the Lorraine actual tv show oh no friends. like of friends and they dub it over right. in spanish you have no idea what they say it's so funny right and it's like hola but, amigos hola, hola. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love it I it's just so cute um so apparently like because friends was so popular um around the world there are voice actors that like like there, like in Spain, there's a voice actor who always does not maybe not in Spain, but a Spanish speaking voice actor who always does George Clooney. Oh, um, and he's like he's known, like he's a famous, like he's the George Clooney voice. Um, and so I do wonder for Friends if they always had like the same voice actors, and I wonder if like those people were really popular. I wonder. Um, like became their own. We should look that up. But yeah, that's, so when they did it, I was like, oh, I wonder if they're having the the Spanish speaking voice actors do it because it did sound like joey and it sounded like rachel that's true and so yeah, i was like oh, i, I wonder but i was like it's only 16 episodes in but i mean if they knew that they were going to be releasing this in different languages they could have hired them on right away so who knows yeah i don't know we'll look that up for you callers don't worry <laughs> callers whatever, yeah, I mean, whatever so that's, that's pretty much it um Moral of the story is don't commit insurance fraud and don't throw Ashley or I a surprise party, please. We appreciate That's the gesture, so but it's unnecessary. It is unnecessary, <laughs> please. We'll all be happier if you don't. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess we should wrap I it think up. That's it. Yeah. So that's it. So we we did. Hey, great. We made great time. Um, but that's good. So that was it. That was the one with two parts. Um, seasons six or episodes sixteen and seventeen. Um, and next we're going to do season one, episode 18, the one with all the poker. One with the poker. Which is Joker is poker with a J. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks everybody. Join us next time. We can't wait. All right. I, uh, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. Thanks for being here. Bye. You're Renee. I'm, I'm Renee. <laughs> Best Friends Club podcast. Okay. Thanks and see you soon. Bye. Bye.